Welcome to Motherhood Unstressed, a podcast for anyone who wants to let go of stress and anxiety, take their power back, and learn how to create a truly beautiful life. Each week, I'm speaking with amazing individuals who are experts in the field of entrepreneurship, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, sex, and so much more. I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I'm a mom, a blogger, and a certified health coach. I'm obsessed with personal growth and change, and I've helped women all around the world regain alignment with what they truly value in life and remove the blocks preventing them from living their life to the fullest. If you're ready to stop living a half-life and move fully into your power, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. And if it's your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad that you found it. Um, Today I'm speaking with Sophie Jaffe. She's an entrepreneur, podcaster, and founder of the Superfood Blends Company, Philosophy. If that wasn't enough, she's also a mom to three beautiful kids. In this episode, we discuss the importance of purpose and finding your purpose in life. And if you don't know what your purpose is, that's okay. You're going to be all right. She offers some great tips for tapping into that inner voice and that inner purpose that we all are born with and really nurturing that. And it's not coming from a place of selfishness when you do that. Your family's not going to suffer. They're actually going to benefit from you going after what you love in life and what you desire in life for yourself and for your family. So we get all into that. And it's just really cool because Sophie's a person who puts a lot of value on self-awareness and self-love, which, as you can tell, if you've been following the show for a while, that's kind of a theme that we've got going on here, you know, tapping into your inner purpose and doing the things that it requires to really create a beautiful life for yourself. So she offers just an amazing perspective, so much knowledge, so much warmth. Um, I think you're going to love this episode and get a ton out of it because I know I did. Um, So without further ado, here's my conversation with Sophie. This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Organifi offers completely non-GMO organic superfood blends that makes incorporating really good nutrition into your diet insanely easy. You literally do not have an excuse not to get your fruits and veggies anymore because they've done all the work for you. And if you use the code UNSTRESSED, you will receive 15% off your purchase at OrganifiShop.com. Lastly, this episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. If this is a company you haven't heard of, believe me, in the next year or two, you will. They are doing amazing things in the world of medicinal mushrooms. Uh, Right now, I'm kind of obsessed with their hot cacao with reishi, which is something I'll drink before bed every night. And it's just so relaxing, so calming, and so good for you. So it's kind of a no-brainer. Also, if you love coffee, but you hate the way it makes you feel like jittery, stressed, just not well, then they have a ton of uh, mushroom blends for coffee. Uh, They also have a really good matcha. So go to foursigmatic.com and use the code unstressed to save 15% off. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am so excited for my guest today. It is Sophie Jaffe, and she, you don't know who she is. She's amazing. I can't wait to dig into everything, philosophy and motherhood and yoga and just being an amazing light for everyone uh, around you and how to do that, because she does that very, very well. So, Sophie, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much. So happy to be here and chat. Um, So just to kind of give our listeners some context, um, I kind of wanted to go back and take us to, you know, the 18-year-old Sophie and, and how the events in your life brought you to where you are now. I mean, you are an entrepreneur. You are the founder of the Philosophy Company, which is a superfoods brand, which is amazing. And if you haven't heard of it, go check it out. Um, and you're just, you know, you you do so many things. So I'm, I'm curious how that all came to be and, and, and how you got where you are now. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Um, 
when I was 18, let's see, let me look back. <laughs> 18, I was in college at UCLA, um, and I was studying psychology and health psychology, and I started to, I just moved to L.A., and my dad lived here. My mom was on the East Coast. It's my dad and my stepmom that live in L.A., and it was like, just I always knew when I was ready for college, I was going to move out here, and I did, and it was really eye-opening in so many ways I'd say mostly because it was the first time in my life where I was responsible for myself um you know when you're in high school and middle school and you're a child you're just taken care of by your mom or dad and you know if you're lucky enough and the majority of us were just taken care of like there was groceries in the fridge and lunches were packed and you just ate what was in front of you and when I moved here, I started going to farmer's markets, and, you know, there's year-round farm, farmer's markets here because we're in L.A., and that's the climate, and it was just so refreshing and also so eye-opening, all these different ways to eat, all these different ways to ingest foods, and, you know, I really started to get into my health. I started to work out for the first time in my life. Before that, I was just in sports, and I was a cheerleader, a competitive cheerleader, and play soccer and you know you're you're an athlete or you know when you get out of that world and you're not doing sports or you're not an athlete then you just kind of have to figure out how to be active so this is the first time also that I had to force myself to just go out and be active or get a gym membership so I got a YMCA gym membership at um, the YMCA in Hollywood and my parents worked out there too and it was just such a fun experience to go together and it was just all around like an, a, a super deep dive into wellness and health and nutrition and my own state of mind and healthiness and really feeling independent for the first time in my life in a real way. Even though I've always been a really independent person, I feel like that was the first time that I really, really had to make decisions and choices that could affect my future. And um, I got a job after college at a juice bar in Hollywood called Real Raw Live. It's actually not there anymore, but I that's where I really started to dive into raw foods and veganism and plant-based eating and just totally fell in love with that whole world. And then from there, I started, I left that juice bar and I started philosophy out of my kitchen because I really didn't like working for someone else um, for lots of different reasons. But this particular boss, like, you know, just didn't really work out. Um and I ended up just totally falling in love with that world of superfoods. And um, and then I started philosophy. I was making cleanses out of my kitchen. Wow. And it was very organic. It was n nothing was like, I didn't have a business plan. I It was just, I'm going to make these plant-based cleanses for my clients and, you know, adjust as I go and play with superfoods. And I just took one day at a time. And I'd have enough money for stickers, so I'd buy stickers. And then I'd have enough money to pay myself a little bit, so I'd pay myself a little bit and pay some bills. And, it, you know, I was luckily living with my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, and then fiancé. And he was getting his PhD from UCLA, which gave him a little bit of money, but at least, like, rent was covered and the major things were covered. So I was lucky enough to be in that situation where I could kind of not make a lot of money and just, listen to my heart and let that passion guide me so that's 
really where it all started was like the awareness of LA, the awareness of being at the age where it was time to make decisions for myself and take my wellness and my health into my own hands and just learning about my body in a whole new way. Like, oh, like that's what my ab muscles do. Like, you know, like when you're just an athlete and you just play soccer, you have really strong legs, but it's not, you don't really build, I didn't have that connection. So it wasn't until I like stepped into a Pilates class and had to like take control of my breath and take control of my body that I started to like understand the effect of food and nutrition and exercise on my body. I find that so much with people, you know, they go into a yoga class or Pilates class and they focus on breathing and meditation, even if, you know, for a few short minutes before the class. And it, it's such an awakening for them into so many other aspects of their life, you know, whether it really is, yeah, it's like a, it's like a magic moment that, I mean, I can speak from my own experience that totally happened to me. And it seems like it's almost like philosophy was born out of moments like that for you. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was about my own awareness and my own love of the way I felt. It was my own like experiment with my own body. And then I was like, wow, I want to share this with everyone. And I did. And I started sharing it with all my friends, all my friends, my, my loved ones and my neighbors and anyone I could talk to about it. And then I started philosophy and then it was, you know, it kind of trickled out from there. So it's all very grassroots. I've never had an investor. I've never, you know, brought in any extra money or anything. It's all just been me um, and some amazing people that wanted to support and believed in the the mission as well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we're just kind of still just very small. I mean, we've expanded a lot since then, but it's been very organic and very grassroots. Was it harder than you expected or was it easier than you expected starting this whole business? I mean, it's pretty hard. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's very rewarding. Like, you know, someone was just asking me yesterday, like, I work with a lot of really big brands. And yesterday I was sitting at lunch with um, the head of marketing for Wanderlust. And she was like, I have kind of a personal question. Um, what, you know, why do you, do you make enough money from philosophy that you could just not do all these other things? And I was like, I like laughed out loud and I was like, no, I don't make anything with philosophy. And she was like, well, then why do you keep doing it? And I was like, I can't even imagine waking up, not, not doing philosophy, not living my life in this way. It is, it is the thing that drives me. It's the thing that keeps me inspired, hearing people's success stories and the way that superfoods or my cleanses or my, you know, my intuitive eating ebook or whatever it is that I'm sharing with the world, hearing that these products and this, you know, lifestyle has affected them in such a positive way. That's what I live for. And like, I I can get a paycheck from anywhere. That's not what it's about. I can, you know, like money in the bank is to pay bills and keep my children fed and comfortable and clothes on our back. But to, to have something that you do every day that lights you up and like helps other people also. I mean, I don't ever want to stop doing stuff like that. I love it. And that's actually something that I talk about on the show a lot. And, and a lot of it's kind of a concurrent theme that I have with all my guests. And I don't plan it that way, but it's kind of what's been happening. And it's that theme of purpose mm-hmm. and mission. And, you know, having, yeah. and each one of us, I believe, is here for a reason and has a purpose. And so, I mean, for my listeners who are, maybe don't know their purpose or they're searching, how would you suggest the best way is to tap into that and to really access it and then embody it and live it? 
Yeah, I mean, I would just say get really quiet. Like, do some traveling on your own if you're lucky enough to do that. I mean, even, it doesn't have to be luxurious. Like, if you live, like, near Mexico, like, go down to Mexico, cross the border with a backpack on and, like, just go and have an adventure and get really quiet and start to, like, meditate and journal and jot down ideas and just get really clear. I find that traveling is, like, the best way to just get clear on whatever it is I'm searching for. And also, like, wherever you go, there you are. So it's just twofold, you know, like being alone, being without your normal comfort, um, forcing yourself to be in a new environment allows you to really, like, discover more of yourself. And then you can figure those deep questions out and you might not figure it all out. It might not come within a quick amount of time, but it'll come much faster. And, um, and then you can hone in and really fine tune from there. But, you know, you have to get clear first and you have to get clear by getting all the noise away from you. So it could be people in your life. It could be your nor the mundane. It could be, uh, you know, just normal everyday life that just gets in the way of you being inspired to find what your purpose is. No, I think that's so, that's so crucial. Like that statement alone, I think will really help in waking people up because so, so often, you know, it's comfortable, you know, we're in our routines, we're going to work, we have our little shows that we watch at night and it's, you're not really alive totally. when you're doing that. It's no, like, come on, no. step out of it. And it, and sometimes, exactly. And sometimes that is what you need and what you crave. Like, during my pregnancy, that's all I wanted. Like, my husband was like, I feel like I'm dying. We're watching so much TV. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I literally was like, I don't care. I'm doing it with or without you. Like, get out of my room then. Like, I, I did not. It's what my body needed because I was creating a human. And it was just, I knew so clearly that's what I needed was to just hunker down, store up my energy like a bear, and now I, you know, now I'm on the bear and I, I'm so grateful for that quiet, slow time. And other times it's not what serves you, especially if you're trying to create something new, especially if you're trying to discover something about yourself, you need to tap into your creative sources. Um, and that is not going to happen by being in your, in your habits. Well, I think that's a, a good point too, is like having the self-awareness, enough self-awareness to know what you need in that moment, because it changes, you know, yeah being yeah especially women, you know so to, to be able absolutely to and honor it that's really great I hope people listening remember that remember that especially for you know life is gonna throw stuff at you you know you're well, gonna lose power <laughs> in your house you're gonna have to adapt. totally yeah totally I think adapting is such a vital crucial skill and you know with raising children it's the same way like my kids are all over the place like I have a four-week-old she's in the car with me right now like we're going to a meeting like that is part of being an adaptable person. I think that that, you know, being good at transitions, being good at just being thrown into whatever environment or whatever relationship or whatever thing it presents itself and just handling it with grace, you know, and I think it starts at a really early age. And there's also something to be said of having routine. And, you know, I'm also a Taurus and I crave you know, home life, and I crave consistency, and I'm an earth sign, and, you know, I've got that, the majority of who I am is all of those things, and I try and stay true to that. My home is very important. I'm there all the time. I work from home. Like, I am a creature of habit, but because I know that about myself, I have to bring myself out of that as often as I can, and throw myself into a new routine, go to a new class that I've never tried before, try something weird, 
do a weird drug. Like I have to force myself to like completely step outside my comfort zone precisely because it's not what my nature wants to do. And that's where the growing happens. And that's where, you know, that's where the passions lie. Yeah. And I heard something the other day. It's like, if you're not growing, if you're not expanding, you're suffering. And that really hit me. Yeah. Or you're shrinking or, you know, even if you're not shrinking, you're, you're just stagnant. And that to me is death. Like if I'm stagnant and I feel that stagnant energy, I feel like I'm dying. Yeah. Same here. So besides your beautiful children, three now, what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning and conquer the world? I mean, like I said, philosophy for sure. Um, that tribe, that like community and family that I built, I've had it now for 10 years. I've had my blog for 10 years and it's, it's really, I mean, that community waking up, like the people that I communicate with, even on Instagram, like my blog, Instagram, email, like this community that I've built along with everyone that's involved in it, it's really inspiring. I look forward to having conversations with my clients and with customers and getting feedback and all of that. Like that is huge for me. And then also, um, what else motivates me? I'd say, yeah, I mean, obviously my children, like looking at them in the morning is just ridiculous. And they are my bigger purpose for sure. Um, well, let's dive into that, like talking about your kids. Um, you know, what is, you're, I mean, what really attracted me to you initially when I wanted to first interview you was how you talked about your sons and you hadn't had your daughter yet. And you were talking about honoring their individuality and parenting them differently. And that, like, because I'm a mom of two mm. boys, and it totally struck a chord because I was like, yes, like, she gets it. Like, that's exactly right. But yep. I see so many parents going like, nope, it's one way. This is how we are. And it's just like, ah. Like, so what's your philosophy on you know, raising happy, healthy, independent kids? Yeah, I mean, whew, I would say you raise happy, healthy, independent kids if you are those things as well. So really tuning into your own, you know, your own truth and all the things we talked about earlier. Like if you're not happy, kids are not happy. If mama's happy, kids are happy. Yes. So that's a huge thing. I mean, really making sure it's also mom and dad, like, or whatever the family dynamic is, like making sure that that deep foundation is, content and happy and you know you work your stuff out hopefully prior to having kids like a d and i went through a lot of gnarly stuff um prior to getting married i'm so grateful that we went through it because now we're closer for it and we've already gone through all that stuff like now anything we get thrown into is not fun but it's we know how to handle it now um so i'd say first of all like handling your own stuff and making sure you're truly happy and that you have some sort of independence away from being a parent. Um, and again, that comes into self-awareness and knowing what that balance is. Some parents really want to be a stay-at-home mom and really want to homeschool their kids and be like really immersed in their children's lives. And that is so beautiful if that's you. Um, it's also so beautiful if you're not that. Like if I can't even imagine homeschooling my children. I That just is not something that resonates with me. It sounds like a nightmare. Um, <laughs> I love my children and I love them in the doses that I have them. And, you know, weekends are amazing and mornings and afternoons are amazing. But if I didn't have that independence and sense of purpose other than them, for me personally, it wouldn't work. So 
really like tuning into what you need as a parent and then being true to that and finding ways and tools to make that happen. Um, and that will then, you know, it's all about showing, like with the, your example, showing your children the, the way. So, you know, being really, I'm super loving with my children. I'm super loving to everyone that I meet and everyone I encounter. Um, I'm constantly like talking about how grateful I am for things. And now they are the same way and they have that same language and they're so loving and, you know, and it's so beautiful to witness and watch because, you know, yes, there is some teaching there, but it's mostly just by example. And it's just so cool to see it work. You know, it's so cool to like, just to, to witness it. Well, it's such, a, such an affirmation, you know, like, yes, I'm doing the right thing. Like I am a good mom. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not perfect, but I'm, I'm modeling really good behavior because I'm, I'm literally looking at it across the room. Yeah, exactly. And then of course there's the moments that are struggles and there's the moments when my son, my five-year-old gets sent home from school because he says something really mean and like bullyish to another kid. And those moments happen too. And those are real. And there are also, also there is a lot out of our control as parents. And there are certain ways that our kids just come into this world with certain personalities and certain things about them and certain needs, you know, like we all come into this world needing to fill something, to heal something. And that's beyond you as a parent. Like I can't control what Leo and Kai and Noah came into this world to heal. And I can't control what they came into this world to provide to the world. That's not about me. Um, I'm just here to act as like a guide and mm. connect with them and bring bring out the best versions of who they are and challenge them and all of that. So there's a lot of letting go in parenting too. So knowing who you are and really connecting to your truth so that they can see you in your most shiny, bright light and the best version of who you are so they can be their best version. But then also, you know, stepping back and letting go and letting them be who they are and, and, you know, really truly honoring that. And, you know, only in the last few years since we've seen the changes between Leo and Kai, they're five and seven now. And I mean, they are eons apart. They're so different in certain ways Mm -hmm. and that's beyond my control. That's not, that's not parenting. That's, that's who they are. That's their nature, you know? Absolutely. And when you were speaking, I literally got chills just because I went to like a sensory deprivation float tank um, like a year ago. Oh, yeah. You know, I settled in and I started to just expand and I swear like a guide or just, you know, my consciousness, it had, I had that realization that I am, I do not own these children. Like I am a guide for these children. I am a safe place for these children, but they are here for their own purpose and their own reason. And it just, when you said that, I was like, wow, like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And, and that, I think that that's our job as their moms is to really just, like you said, be there for them and guide them and, you know, structure their lives. But at the same time, like, let them grow and let them be who they're, Absolutely. Wild, you know, who they are. Oh, Absolutely. 100%. So I want to shift gears really quickly. Yeah. I want to talk about the Ignited podcast. I am obsessed with it. There she is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hi Noah. Hi Noah. Um, yes. What? I, I just I really respect how real you get with your husband on this podcast, and I'm curious, um, you know, where the idea for it came, and and how has your relationship changed since, you know, going into it? Oh yeah. I mean, it's been such a journey. It's been um, 
honestly, like in lots of ways, a huge challenge because we're trying so hard. I mean, you know, it's like such a challenge to get guests to show up to um, to actually record once a week to keep up with that, like all of that kind of stuff. We are both, we have such full lives. Mm -hmm. So to sit down and actually like, I mean, we launched this podcast during my pregnancy and I mean, you remember what it's like to be pregnant. I, I did not have very much motivation. I was sick the first six months and we had to nurture this new baby. And so it definitely created a lot of stress between us. Um, you know, it made, it, it frustrated me when he would be like, we got to record this podcast. I'm like, Oh, it's the last thing I want to do at nine 30 at night on a Tuesday when I'm exhausted and my body hurts and, you know, just the real deal. And we'd fight about it and he'd be like, we got to record that intro. I'm like, Oh, I hate you. <laughs> and at the same, you know, but at the same time, it's like, we're creating this amazing thing, this amazing network, this amazing group of people. And I'm so honored and so grateful for it. And it's, it's something so much bigger than who we are. Like, I mean, I feel like I barely put in any effort at all, and yet it's doing so well because it's just it, it's aligned with where we're supposed to be, and that feels so good. That feels so good. It's like just knowing that we're doing the right thing. Absolutely, and I think it goes back to you, like actually being a really authentic person, and it so translates across um, to the yeah, listener. yeah. We both, I mean, both of us. He just he's we've both done the work and I think that that really shines through and he's also just, I mean, I have to like give him a little bit of, a little bit of patting on the back here. He's just such a good speaker and he really knows how to like get in there with certain people. And I think we complement each other in such a beautiful way because I'm more like dreamy and, you know, positive and he's a little more realistic and, you know, and more like grounded and logical. And I think it's so fun. Like what used to drive me crazy about him now I really appreciate because I feel like it's offering a balance of whatever topic it is we're discussing. And, you know, in back in the day, I would be like really frustrated with him because he wasn't agreeing with me or like seeing it my way. And now it's actually offering such a beautiful gift to our listeners because he's asking questions I would never ask because I would just believe in it or without, you know, like if we're talking about crystals or whatever it is, like, you know, and I would like get mad in the past because I'd be like, why don't you just be respectful to this, you know, but instead it's like, no, he, that's, he's an analytical person. He's logical. He wants to, you know, that's his way. And I think it's, it, it really comes through and shines through and it's, it's fun. It's actually really fun now. I've, gotten through the difficult parts of resistance and now it's like okay now it's fun that's awesome well it definitely comes across like I said it's now like a beautiful symphony I think between you both oh thank you so much so what's your desire for all the moms listening to this podcast what's your wish for them hmm. I guess just to find their own truth and find what makes their heart happy you know like what really fills you up and just following that path I love that yeah so this is the question that I ask all my guests at the end and it's it's a question I love because it really gives me an insight into the person um, but what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you sooner hmm 
I think maybe that there's room for all of us mm. and that all of our work is important and just like really being true to that and just remembering like there is room for all of us. I mean, especially I really struggled a lot as a yoga teacher in LA for a long time and there's just room for all of us. We're all unique. We're all unique. And if we're just being who we are, then there's room for all of us to grow and room for all of us to succeed and to flower, you know, it's, it's just, it's so like, if you look at nature and you look at the trees, you look at the flowers, like they're not comparing themselves to each other. And it's the same way that we should be as just, there's room for all of us to, to be successful. That's so funny. I was interviewing someone a couple of weeks ago and that's exactly what she said. She said, there's room at the table. You know, if you just start doing what you love and following what you love, there will be a place yes. that's always been there for you. And you just like, oh, here's yes. my place. hundred <laughs> percent. I completely agree. Great answer. Um, and quick, quick, quick question. Rapid fire. Mm -hmm. What is George Clooney really like? <laughs> <laughs> he is the nicest guy. He is so down to earth and such a guy's guy and never made me feel uncomfortable. Never like, you know, I've had a lot of celebrity men be weird <laughs> and like make me feel uncomfortable and like you're in their home and they're in a power position and um, he was just so grounded and down to earth and such a guy's guy, like almost like cheesy, you know, like, <laughs> like almost like a caricature of, of like a guy's guy. And it, I loved it because he, he's genuinely just, he is that person, but yet so intelligent, mm -hmm. uh, you know, very liberal, which I love and like super savvy. And just, he was just a pleasure to be around. Never mind being absolutely beautiful. <laughs> right. And for those of you listening who don't know, you were a personal chef for the stars way back yes. then. Yes, I was. I was. In the beginning of my business, before I started the superfood line, I was making cleanses for all types of celebrities in LA and like running around going to their houses. And I was George Clooney and Stacey Keebler's private chef for eight months. And I would go to their house three times a week to George's house. And it <laughs> was incredible. Pill. It was such so an amazing. <laughs> George, George, Georgie Pill. <laughs> yeah, I, it, he's just the nicest guy. That's so cool. Um, so what's the best way yeah. for people to connect with you? Um, I'd say Instagram is sophie.jaffe, and I'm the most present there on any social media. It's probably Instagram. And then Philosophy Love is our philosophy account on Instagram. And then through the blog, thephilosophy.com, we're updating three, four times a week, blog posts, recipes, all sorts of stuff. Um, things I'm loving, and my newsletter. So if you go onto the website, thephilosophy.com, and subscribe to our newsletter, then every week you get a letter from me and information about what's going on, events, retreats, just kind of, you know, personal catching up. So that's probably the best way is the newsletter and then Instagram. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. I, I got so much out of this, and I really respect and honor yeah. your, your philosophy not to that word yes. <laughs> but your philosophy on parenting and just living a really beautiful life because I think you really do embody that well thank you so much this was an honor it's so much fun we'll have to do it again absolutely does and that's why I'm here I want to support you as well I want to provide you with amazing content week in and week out content that's going to inspire you educate you and help you create a more beautiful life because that's my goal for myself and that's my goal for everyone listening here today um, and if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. I know I talk about it a lot, 
but it really does so much for the show's ratings and just getting the word out about the show to more and more people. So if you like what you heard, you can also find me on Instagram at Motherhood Unstressed and feel free to send me a DM or feel free to comment on my latest pick about something in the podcast that touched you or, you know, helped you in some small way. Like that's amazing. Like hearing that feedback absolutely inspires me to keep creating the show and and to put it in a direction that's going to be of the most good to the most people. Um, And I can't do that without that feedback from you. So it really does make a difference. So I would love to hear from you. See you next time. This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Organifi offers completely non-GMO organic superfood blends that makes incorporating really good nutrition into your diet insanely easy. You literally do not have an excuse not to get your fruits and veggies anymore because they've done all the work for you. And if you use the code UNSTRESSED, you will receive 15% off your purchase at OrganifiShop.com. This episode is also sponsored by Sunday Scaries. These are the CBD gummies that are amazing for stress, anxiety. If you just want to feel a little more energized or regain your focus without all of that background chatter in your mind that's not serving you, use the code UNSTRESS for 10% off your purchase at 4sundayscaries.com. This episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. If this is a company you haven't heard of, believe me, in the next year or two, you will. They are doing amazing things in the world of medicinal mushrooms. Uh, Right now, I'm kind of obsessed with their hot cacao with reishi, which is something I'll drink before bed every night. And it's just so relaxing, so calming, and so good for you. So it's kind of a no-brainer. Also, if you love coffee, but you hate the way it makes you feel like jittery, stressed, just not well, then they have a ton of uh, mushroom blends for coffee. Uh, They also have a really good matcha. So go to foursigmatic.com and use the code UNSTRESSED to save 15% off.